This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Here's the song that we'd like to do for all the younger set of people, the teenagers and what have you. This one's called Vacation Zope. From Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and are you taking advantage of all the savings options you're eligible for? This Veterans Day, we're honoring veterans and service members alike by talking about a few of their benefits with a woman who's been a trailblazer on providing financial literacy to the military, Ellie Kay. Not in the military? Well, hang on, Buster, because we're bringing the goods for you today as well. We'll discuss all of these brokerage firms slashing fees. Time to change your broker? Later, we'll throw out the Haven Lifeline to Peter, who wants to become the favorite uncle by helping his newly born niece with investments. What should he choose? And just like a well-oiled clock, or uh, maybe a moderately well-oiled clock, we'll save some time for my trivia. And now, two guys who are ready to serve up some home podcast cooking, Joe and O-J-J-J-J-J-G. And we are here with some home podcast cooking. That's about all I can cook. <laughs> Welcome to the party, everybody. I'm Joe Salcihai, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And across the card table from me, bringing his own saltier brand of cooking, it's my friend OG. With a dash of love. Just a, a sprinkle. A like I'm the, I'm the guy that, you know that meme where the dude's like putting the salt in? Like just, yes. But that's, that's how I do podcast love. I just, just a little bit of it, man. We got a great show today. Veterans day. So we are going to do armistice day, but yeah, it's same time. We're going to do something we normally don't do. We're going to talk specifically to just one segment of our audience, but OG, it's pretty important segment of our audience, our veterans and service members. I like it. You know, something else I like speaking of cooking. I like honey. I kind of like honey. Yeah. Put honey in some tea. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. By the way, thanks to Honey Book for supporting Stacking Benjamins. Isn't that weird? Uh, walks right into that one. <laughs> Didn't see that one I can't, I can't believe that. How fortuitous. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all, but if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, Honey Book can help. Head to honeybook.com slash SB for 50% off, 50% off your first year. Also, thanks to Skillshare for supporting Stacking Benjamins. If you're looking for mad skills... I think skills with a Z, don't you? Skillshare is offering Stacky Benjamin's listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. We were just looking at one on communication, by the way, for the team. To sign up, go to skillshare.com forward slash SB. We got a great show today. We got Ellie Kay coming down to the basement. Her Heroes at Home program where she goes to military bases, OG. Mm-hmm incredible work that this woman does. And if there's anybody who knows about benefits for veterans and for active service people, she's the one. But even if you're not in the armed forces or a veteran of the armed forces, we've got a lot for you today because we've got some fantastic headlines. So let's get this started. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our stacking Benjamin's headlines. You know the whole race to zero, as they call it, OG, where we started off with the it's my little diet guys. Program. 
I wish my or word. Or as I like to call it, my race to only two zeros and a two in front of it. <laughs> my race to without a comma. Well, I don't weigh a thousand pounds, man. <laughs> no, no. I feel like it some days, though. I got to tell you, I'm glad Halloween's over because we had so much candy around our house. Cheryl just loads up. I'm like, you know, there's no kids here. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And just looks at me. I'm like, and you know, I'm not a big candy person anymore. I used to be, you know, I have like one, one piece, maybe two, but I can't sit there like, and just hog it. In fact, my kids aren't even Halloween people. Like my in-laws were in town a week or two ago. They're like, oh, what kind of candy do the kids like? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like whatever you give them, they will throw out at Valentine's Day. I have to and say. they'll get a whole bunch more. Yeah. And they'll throw all that out at Easter. You people are specifically what's wrong with America. Well played, sir. <laughs> but the race to zero, back back on track. So we started off with companies like Robinhood as an example. Then M1 said, all right we can play that game. And they went to zero brokerage fees, but a little different model. I like the investment model over at M1 versus the stock trading, but still zero brokerage fee. And then bam, bam, bam. A few weeks ago, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, a few days later, E-Trade. And now we got some of the big brokers out doing it. Just before we took our break last week, our week off, the CEO of Ameriprise came out and said, we're not in that game. We're not playing that, which I found also to be interesting. This piece in investment news kind of goes a little further. This is written by Bruce Kelly. CEOs of Raymond James and Ameriprise say race to zero is getting murky. The financial advice industry's race to zero fees and commissions is getting confusing. Two top executives at major firms wondering what UBS financial services elimination of fees on separately managed accounts is all about. Are the fees of the UBS accounts bundled or unbundled? Meaning, is the charge for asset management included or separate from the charge to the advisor? Paul Riley, CEO of Raymond James Financial, asked during a conference call to discuss last quarter's earnings. UBS came out with something, said Jim Cracciolo, CEO of Ameriprise Financial, also during a call with analysts to discuss earnings. We're unclear what it exactly means. An internal memo a couple weeks ago, the Swiss bank announced it's eliminating management fees on select separately managed accounts. While there's no specific price set on SMAs, clients across the industry typically pay 1% or 100 basis points for advice on their money. Under that scenario, an SMA can cost 30 basis points and the advisor would charge 70 basis points. Senior UBS brokerage executives have said that the focus of their business is providing the services of financial advisors and asset management options like SMAs are tools. The new pricing at UBS will go into effect January 13th. So just to just to talk about this bundled versus unbundled, if your advisor charging you 1%, let me make sure I'm getting this right, and they're at UBS, 30 basis points or, or 30% of that charge is actually a UBS fee. And your advisor then is charging you 70 basis points, which is seven tenths of that 1% fee. Is that correct? Is that what they're saying? I kind of interpreted it a little differently. So separately managed accounts are generally stock accounts, could be bond also, but generally stock accounts where let's say that you have, we'll use the really big Fidelity Magellan fund, right? Managed by Peter Lynch for all those years. And the example that I would give is you can go buy Fidelity Magellan or you can call Peter Lynch and say, hey, do you want to manage my money for me? And for a price, he will. And that price would be 0.3%. Right. For me to introduce you to Peter Lynch, it's 0.7 or whatever in this example. Better example, you could dial up Ken Fisher right now and I'm sure he'd, (laughs) he'd personally take your call. Yikes. He's lost a little bit of money lately. I don't think he's that busy right now. He's still busy, but um, yeah, that's a whole different issue. Yes, that is a whole different issue. I a just whole th- different issue. But I'm glad you turn left now. You're like the Allstate GPS guy, you know. Just just on, on to a different thing. Um, Sorry, bum, 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 didn't mean to introduce the can of worms. Just thought if we're going to use an example, let's yeah. use a current. But, it, but I don't relevant. think that's a great. I don't think that's a great example either because. 
because it's not taking a professional. I mean, I guess Fisher Investments is a professional money manager, but that's more of just hiring an advisor. Yeah, okay. This is your advisor hiring a money manager on your behalf, right? And I think what they mean by bundled versus unbundled is for each one of those trades that happen within that separately managed account. So now you have this very actively traded investment account that has, you know, 150 positions that are traded every day. Those cost charges to trade, right? There's some sales management costs in there. And I think what the question is, is are they rolling those costs into part of that point three now where before they were separate and you could see those or are they truly eliminating them? And my guess is, is that they're rolling them into the point three. You know what I mean? They're not eliminating the brokerage commissions in SMAs. They're just charging it a different way. They're just not going to call it a commission anymore. And that's what Criciolo is talking about, I think, which is, is this really what they're doing? Are they really eliminating them or are they just calling them something different and putting it all together? Is it a little bit of smoke and mirrors? Could be. To say that we're doing it too. But it is murky. I agree with the wording here, this uh, race to the race to the bottom and everybody wants to say, well, we're eliminating fees too. I actually thought it was kind of brave. Of, I thought it was hilarious that, that I read that same article at Cratchit. was like, yeah, we're not playing that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know why, though? Because most of the clients at Ameriprise don't pay commissions. The advisor pays the commissions. It's much more of a captive audience, sure. right? I mean, because, it's, a, it's irrelevant on the client end there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They don't need to say that. Yeah. That would be nice if they said it to their advisors, like the rest of the industry is doing. So you're talking about Raymond James... They recently announced that they're going to eliminate all commissions for their advisor program also. And just to be on the up and up here, uh, Ameriprise is a place where both OG and I have worked in the past. Uh, But I find it interesting because that's a company that has always tried to distinguish themselves about planning and advice and the separation, right? You've got your tool over here. You got your advice over here. Ameriprise has always tried to make a, you know, depending on the advisor sometimes, I think. But their marketing has always been around advisors and advice and not product. Which is what he said in the press release yeah. was, you know, we're not, we, we don't need to play this game because our clients come to us for, you know, advice. So good on them, whatever, whatever works. It'll go, they'll go away eventually because, you know, I know people that were paying 50, 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollars a year in trading costs. Yeah. As a business owner, that's pretty expensive. If you're an advisor and you're using a set of tools that are way more expensive than everybody else's are, you're going to get priced out of the market. I mean, at some point. Yeah. Or you're just going to say, I'll just go buy those other tools that are less expensive and provide the same advice to my clients. Right. I'm going to move away. Yeah. I feel like while the larger financial community, much more just hypnotically worried about when the market downturn is finally going to come. This is the 2019 news. I think this sea change on brokerage fees really is, I think, what we're going to remember 2019 by. That and the market going up 20%. The bad news is I don't think anybody's going to remember that. I think that's a fact, but I don't think anybody's going to remember that. I think it's- That's true. Yeah. Uh, Second thing is a cautionary tale. And the caution is this, OG. Just remember this. If you go ahead and do the Ponzi scheme- Okay. Hold on. Let me get my Ponzi scheme. Nope. Right. All right. Turn to the Ponzi scheme chapter. All right. If I'm going to do one. All right, go ahead. It affects the entire family. Like just because you're going to jail, it doesn't stop there. The family might have some repercussions as well. Oh, like my kids have. There's some that rolls downhill. Well, let's see. This comes to us from Market Watch written by Brett Ahrens. Wife of convicted Ponzi scheme fraudster pleads guilty to trying to pocket $26,000 in credit card points. So check this out. The wife of a convicted fraudster faces up to a year under house arrest with her two small children after pleading guilty to charges that she pocketed $26,000 worth of credit card points that her husband racked up during a five-year crime spree. Amanda Melstead Merrill, a 30-year-old mother of two in Tosin, Maryland, pleaded guilty in federal court in Baltimore late last month to conspire to remove property to prevent seizure 
obstruct justice and disobey court orders, the U.S. Attorney's Office said in a statement. She allegedly tried to redeem the points on her husband Kevin Merrill's American Express credit card for store gift cards totaling $5,000 at Nordstrom, $10,000 at Home Depot, $2,000 at Target, $1,000 at Sephora, and $875 at Starbucks. That's a lot of pumpkin spice right there. Along with $7,200 in American Express gift cards, federal prosecutors said. She's also charged with allegedly sneaking an unknown amount of cash up to $15,378 from the safe in the couple's Naples, Florida home, U.S. Attorney's Office said. So on one hand, if she's not involved in this at all, you know how this works. I know how this works. They take everything. And by the way, rightfully so, if his name is associated with it and he stole money from these people, these people need to be made whole. They are the victims, not her. However, at this point, two young kids and 30 years old, and if she didn't know anything about it and it's joint property, she's collateral damage. I feel like she's got to know. She must have known. I mean, nobody's dumb enough to redeem Amex points at Home Depot anyway, unless you know something's afoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, you no, know, no. That, He's already in prison. She's, no, no, I, I, I know. But unless she knows like, oh, gosh, I got to get rid of this stuff. Oh, she's I gotta, clearly trying She's here real quick. She's clearly tried to sneak money out the back door at this point. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Sephora. Nobody spends Amex points at Home Depot. Yes. You know, or Starbucks. It was like terrible redemption. Do they not read the points guy? <laughs> You're supposed to use your Amex points for international business class tickets. Everyone knows this. Duh. Duh. Read the points guy, lady. You could have taken your kids to Europe for a week, dummy. That was Said, probably. Yeah, that hammers was, and grass seed. Well, at this point, if she can get the points, she might as well take them forever to Europe. What are those? Uh, Non-extradition com- countries. <laughs> look look for that list. Yeah. So a word of warning. You're taking down your entire family if you uh, do a Ponzi scheme. Well, at least it's house arrest, though. So I was thinking, like, there's got to be some terms to that, right? Or do you have to, like, stock up for an entire year's worth of food? There's got to be a, house. You got to be able to go out to the corner store for a little, you know, I mean, a six-pack of Miller Lite. Come on. Maybe some manwich sauce. Or some schlappa joes. Some, uh, I was just thinking you just have like piles of ramen. Hey, cr- kids, guess what's for breakfast? Chicken or beef? Mmm, ramen. Fantastic. Somebody was talking about a delicious recipe they made that had ramen at its heart, but they'd added like extra beef or Extra something. salt. Extra salt on top of their salt, right? Well, there's not nearly enough MSG in it. so they- Just a little more. Well, before you have our takeaways here, all this talk about brokerages and racing to zero. You think about fees, but you also have to think about, I think one of the big points here, OG, is what do you get for the fee? So first, focus on am I getting value? And then second, focus on what do I pay for it? That, by the way, is why we like HoneyBook, because when you started your business, You didn't dream about all those administrative tasks like drafting proposals and contracts, tracking down payments. That wasn't part of your vision. You wanted to podcast or you wanted to make ice cream. You wanted to serve coleslaw to customers. Whatever it is, you wanted to do that. And that's the value that HoneyBook brings to the table. HoneyBook's an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, your bookings, contracts, invoices, and it's all in one place. So instead of 15 different things, it makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation puts everything on track. They even consolidate all the other services used like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp, Gmail. It's all together for you. That's the value proposition. That's the first question to ask whenever you do anything. What type of value am I getting? That's why HoneyBook's the number one choice for clients and business management for freelancers and business owners. Time to do more of what you love with HoneyBook. This is the point, by the way, that now that you know the value, you ask about the price. And here's the deal. Right now, HoneyBook's offering Stackers, 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash SB. 
Payments flexible and the promotions can apply whether you decide to pay monthly or you can afford to pay annually right now. Get to honeybook.com slash SB for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash SB. So the takeaways, oh, gee, <laughs> you use your points better or faster or faster. You don't need to accumulate 26 million points or whatever it is. And the race to zero among brokerages think there's a lot more to come. I think that one is uh, grab the popcorn, kids, because this battle's just begun. I'm so happy to call this woman a friend of ours. Both OG and I are big fans of Ellie Kay. She's the founder and CEO of Heroes at Home, which is a global organization providing financial literacy to military members. She goes to from base to base, teaching our military how to better manage their money. And as you know, OG, these uh, fine men and women are not paid a ton of money. Ellie is intensely interested in helping people uh, manage their money. And this is something I know historically, OG, that's been close to your heart as well. Years ago, there was a program that the Department of Defense had where they would bring in financial planners, CFPs, into reserve units that were deployed or about to be deployed and for their families to kind of help put everything together right before the deployment or if their families were experiencing some financial troubles. So it's good that the military is recognizing that that's an issue also. It's an issue in readiness. You know, if a service member is thinking about how are the bills getting paid back at home, they're not putting their time and attention on the stuff that's right in front of them, which sometimes literally is life and death. So if we can alleviate some stuff that they don't have to think about anymore or get them on the right path so that they're more focused, that's just a better, more ready environment for that service member. Well, what I like best about Ellie is that she's been there before as well. She is a military spouse, and within two and a half years, she went from she and her husband being $40,000 in consumer debt. She's, of course, a new wife at that point, stepmom, two children, to being completely debt-free. She's a strong believer in paying cash for cars. She's given away more than $100,000 to nonprofit organizations around the world. Right now, she's doing big-time work. You know why? Because she's coming down here to the basement to talk to us. Ellie Kay, let's say hello. And coming down the stairs to the basement, she was here a couple of years ago. Actually, maybe maybe once. In, I, I don't remember, but Ellie Kay's back. It's about time you're hello. back. Here, it's so great to be back again. Thank you, guys. Well, Have you done something different here? It feels a little different. I can't put my finger on it. Yes. Well, we put up the map behind me because oh, okay. I, I think since you were here last time, I had my 50th birthday. And, uh-huh. and so mom surprised me by presenting this map that I made. If you look here in the corner, it says Joey Seahigh, Mrs. Mrs. Berglund's third grade class. My mom's been keeping this since Aww. I was in third grade, and it's a map of the United States. Um, and you can that see there's so like a little grid here it's built on, and I remember yeah. we had to make everything proportional. But you can see the early genius here, Ellie. You can totally yes, see. I can. I'm yeah. surprised you went into finances. You could have gone into creative design <laughs> or art or anything else. The people at Ram McNally tell me they're still crying today. <laughs> they are. There's I, a f- I don't blame them. <laughs> There's a few things where I put a little bit of artistry here. For those of you listening in North Carolina, I have flipped the state so that you actually have more uh, seaside. Uh, okay, there's <laughs> a little nice. there's a little less Appalachia, but there's more seaside. So you're welcome. Yeah. And then yeah. also West Virginia, you'll see I kind of made that an L, and West Virginia gets a little spot on the Atlantic Ocean too. So <laughs> here, that is great. That third grade Joe, he did a great job. If I had my druthers, West Virginia, you'd be on the ocean too. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Seaside property. <laughs> All right. So let's get let's get a little serious here for a second. I never know what to say, Ellie. I never know what to say. Is the proper phrase happy? You know, Veterans Day is such a solemn holiday. Is it happy Veterans Day? 
Is it good Veterans Day? I mean, what's the phrase? I don't like the idea of happy Veterans Day, but unlike Memorial Day, Memorial Day, you know, celebrates people uh, or it recognizes those that have made the ultimate sacrifice. So it's never okay to say happy Memorial Day ever, ever, ever. But when it comes to Veterans Day, that can be a happy day. I yeah. mean, it, because we are celebrating our veterans. So I like the idea of good Veterans Day. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, the reason I ask you for people who the three people that don't know, that don't know Ellie, <laughs> you may know a veteran or two. Oh, yes, I do. So I live with the what I used to call the world's greatest fighter pilot. But the only reason I hesitate on that now is that our one of our sons flies fighters. So who is the world's greatest when you have father and son who have both flown fighters? So there's that part. Bob served in the military and flew fighters for 25 years. And then we have seven kids and three of those kids now serve. So we have a Marine captain. We have a Army lieutenant. And then we have an Air Force captain. And so two of those boys are in the Middle East right now deployed. And we really love all of our veterans in the K family. Was there like a because you end up in every branch I'm wondering if there's like a checks box. So who's the youngest? The youngest is Joshua. Yeah. And so Joshua's like, well, I'm screwed because the other two are taken. So mine's mine. <laughs> mine has to be. Well, and it was funny because they all went to service academies. So we have the Naval Academy, Air Force Academy and West Point. And some people think that the boys chose a different one just the reason you said so that they could be different, but they were actually each drawn to their own branch and they're each perfect in the branch that they serve in. So that's where they each chose to serve. Well, and I got to ask you this too, as Cheryl and I, my spouse, who you've met, we were talking about the fact that you were coming over uh, just this morning and she said, She's, you know, we were talking about this idea of, of Veterans Day and the fact that all of your children serve. And of course, as a mother with children, she said she doesn't know how, how do you feel, Ellie? Because she said, you know, on one hand, you'd be very proud. But on the other, Cheryl said, she's like, I would worry about them all the time. You yeah. must worry about them all the time. Well, I think that being a spouse of a veteran helps a little bit because I learned to compartmentalize. Yeah. So I know that. Some people are really great compartmentalizers, and that's what I do. I have to just put it aside and not think about it, because if I think about it too much, then it becomes real difficult. Let me give you an example. So two boys are deployed. Uh, they're in harm's way. They really are. And I will say that it's easier to send a spouse to war than a child. Mm. So I have two of them gone. I'm watching an episode of Madam Secretary, who she's now become the president. She had to send a bunch of SEALs into harm's way. Eight of them didn't make it home. So she wants to meet all the families of the bereaved. And she goes one by one to all of these families and says, tell me about your SEAL. And they would say things like, well, John really loved uh, music and he loved serving his country. And they all start talking. And I, I'm on the airplane and I have to take off my headphones because I'm starting to cry. Yeah. I just cannot handle that because that could be me one day. So I really, I'm not in denial, but I just know my limitations and I have to choose to not invite fear into my mind and into my home uh, so that I can function. But it is not necessarily an easy thing, but you're right. I am proud of them. Not to make light of what you're talking about, because it's a serious topic, but you said it's, it is easier to send a spouse than a child. And my immediate thought was there have definitely been times in our relationship where Cheryl was all about sending me into harm's way. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, honey, why did you go? Why did you go now? <laughs> Please just go find something. Yeah. Go yeah, play in traffic, exactly. Joe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I like I like the fact that you always have a message for people on Veterans Day. I love this. Tell everybody about maybe a good takeaway for everybody today. Yeah, I think you can each have a call to action. On, on Veterans Day. And this is the same call that when we, with Heroes at Home, we go and provide financial education. I could have 1,200 service members in an audience, and I will tell them the very same thing. And that is that our Vietnam veterans were a generation that were never welcomed home. And some of these young service members, but even civilians that are listening right now, you may have known someone that have served during the Vietnam era. Find out what branch that they served in then go up to them. It could be a neighbor. It could be a grandparent. It could be someone that works at the local grocery store. A lot of times they have the hats on indicating that they served and just simply say, were you ever welcomed home? 
and they'll sometimes look at you kind of strange and most of them will say no. And then you ask them what branch they served in. Then you look them right in the eye. You put your hand out and you say, welcome home, sailor. We appreciate your service. A lot of times they just tear up because no one has welcomed them home. They were spit on. They were cursed at. They were not welcomed home. And yeah, you won't just make their day having a dad who served in Vietnam, but you, you'll yeah. make your day as well. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, helpful for everybody. Well, today I want to do something because not only do you know a lot of veterans, you tend to know a little bit about finance. Uh, I do. A slight, I know a thing or two. A slight little bit. You might speak to one or two people about finance every once in a while. So let's do this. I want to talk about some financial issues that maybe veterans or even people serving today, Ellie, have. And then maybe because we have a wider audience in that, we will widen that out a little bit, you and I together, and also talk about maybe some congruent things for our wider audience that we see. But what what are some issues that you see that veterans have or people serving today have that maybe our wider audience doesn't have? Well, I think that they may have kind of different issues. A veteran who served in the past may have trouble with health care, with getting seen by the VA, by accessing some of their services. They may have residual health issues that come out later in life. There's all kinds of issues that they may have that they might need some assistance with and and that the average uh, civilian would not have. And then, of course, we have those that are currently serving, whether it's active, guard, or reserve. They have particular issues as well. The other day, I was talking to somebody, and they made the comment that they think, I mean, they actually said this to me. They said that they believe that 90% of the people who serve do so for the money and because they can't find a job anywhere else. Wow. And it's like... Okay, you know, and I'm reminding myself when it comes to emotional intelligence, you kind of keep your anger down. I mean, you keep your your emotions under control so you can respond and not react. And I said, well, actually, I'm going to have to beg to differ with that statistic that you have because military members have higher education. They test higher on ASVAB, on test scores. And so there are those that have a lot of options. And so some people come into the military uh, to get their education paid for, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then some stay in for different reasons. And so some of those other problems that they have in the military right now is are financial. Because the average enlisted person coming in has a salary of about 18000 If they have a couple of kids and a spouse, uh, it's going to be really rough. And even though they get like what's called BAH, which is housing uh, subsidies, and they get health care paid for, they're moving a lot. And so it takes two incomes with an enlisted family to make ends meet. So but, there are some financial problems. Yeah, let's start there. And I want to make sure we hit that. And let's also make sure we hit the health care issue for, for okay. vets. And maybe there's some resources that you know of uh, that can sure. help. Because my dad has those same issues where the VA right. is uh, very right. difficult to navigate. But, but let's start with this idea of pay. Obviously, when you're not paid a ton of money, keeping track of every dollar is so important. How does somebody who's actively serving right now make sure that they get that budget together? Because, you know, a lot of times people get paid. They're very young. I've heard a lot of these stories. Young, enlisted person starting out, not a lot of financial education from home, gets the paycheck. It's time to go party, Right. Exactly. And you know what, Joe, along those lines, one of the things that we found when we were on tour with Heroes at Home was that for many of these young enlisted members, it was like the first regular paycheck that anyone in their family had ever gotten. And so here they are making hardly anything, but they may get some bonuses, signing bonuses. And, you know, if they go into nuclear submarines, they get all these huge bonuses and they've got family members coming out of the woodwork trying to get all their money. And so one of the things we teach them is the whole concept of when you're on the airplane and there's an emergency, you put that oxygen mask on yourself and then you put it on the person next to you. So we encourage them to take care of their own finances first before they venture out to help any family member. And one of the great resources that our military members have is with their Airmen and Family Readiness Center. It's called different things in different branches, but it's a family resource center. And you can go there and they can help you set up a budget. And they do fabulous jobs at helping our military members 
figure out their budget. Because Joe, as you probably already know, if they can't get their money in order, then they can't hold a security clearance. And if they can't hold that clearance, they can't do their job and they're asked to leave. Oh, the military. wow. So your credit score means a ton when you're, when yeah. you're yeah. So learning how that works is is super yeah. important. Absolutely. I mean, we, we went to one base and there was a B-1 bomber pilot. You know, they had over a million dollars in resources just in his training. And he got grounded because his wife went out oh. and charged up all the credit cards while he was deployed. And that we had to get him back into a healthy place so that he could get his security clearance and go back to flying. But these family resource centers that you talk about, Ellie, I know that OG has actually worked that before. And so I know you have certified financial planners there you also have certified coaches there. Like there's right. a certain level of, of uh, expertise that people have that are going to coach you in these centers. Exactly. So you have CFPs, you have AFCs, accredited financial counselors. You have people that really know their stuff and they know what they're talking about. Plus, because it's right there on base, they help some of these service members figure out all the additional programs that they may qualify for. So they could get like if a spouse is deployed, they can get free car service or they could get some health care benefits. I mean, not health care, child care benefits while their military member is deployed because there might be some programs in the community that they could tap into that would help them financially as well. It's funny we talk about this for people that aren't in the service. I feel like this is a little bit like our Friday FinTech where there's these FinTech companies coming out with all these exciting things that are li usually little to no cost that people don't know about. A lot of people serving in the military have no idea they have this free help that they can get right around the corner. Exactly. And I call it like my $300 tip when I'm sharing this with some of my military audiences. And that is you can go and get all this free advice that if you were to go hire a CFP, uh, that it would cost you a lot more, but it's free for military members. Yeah, that's wild. The second thing you brought up there though, was a military spouse and how important that second income is. And yet Ellie, as you know, these families are moving around a lot. They're moving around a ton. What's the spouse do to bring in money when you don't know where you're going to be next year? You know, you're right, Joe. And I have this standard thing that I talk about how we had five babies in seven years and we moved 11 times in 13 years. And then we ended up with 18 moves. And my daughter, Bethany, accuses me of every time she hears that we've moved another time. You know, it's like we moved 19 times, 20 times. We moved 567 times. And we know? walked uphill to school in foot high snow the whole way. Yeah, exactly. Both ways uphill. And so we do move around a lot. And that is a significant problem. It really is. And that's a misconception that Americans have is that they can make ends meet, but it can take six months to find a job for that male spouse. And then they're moving again, or there's even some employers that won't hire them because they know they're going to move. And so there are programs. Hiring Our Heroes is a really great program. USAA helps to fund that and they really help that program a lot, but they are helping military spouses and military members that are in transition as they become veterans outside of the military, helping them find jobs. I would also think that learning, uh, you know, the gig economy, not great for everybody, but I would mm -hmm. think for a military spouse, this ability in a lot of online jobs to work from anywhere, create your own company might be very attractive. Oh, it completely is. And there are so many male spouses that are out there. I mean, you look at the Rosie Network and you see just this network of military spouses that are bringing home that money and most of them are doing it virtually. So there's a lot of more options today for today's uh, current military spouse, the the millennial generation and Gen Z coming in after them, where they can make ends meet that way. Tell me about the Rosie Network. Well, the Rosie Network is an incredible resource that people can go to to just plug in to a bunch of entrepreneurs that are out there changing the world. A lot of them are military spouses. Some of them are veterans, but it is just an incredible uh, network. And of course, it's named after Rosie the Riveter from the ah. icon of <laughs> World War II. They're just doing some really great things. You can go to therosienetwork.org. You may want to link to that. And there's Rosie chapters all over the world. Let's transition over to veterans. Okay. The, uh, we talked about resources, financial planning resources for people who are currently serving. Are there similar resources for veterans? 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think that veterans need to plug in to reliable resources because I hate to say it, but there are people that are hanging up a shingle like every week and trying to cater to veterans, but they're not really helping them. Some of them are actually scamming them. We actually so, did a, we actually did a story about this, not to cut you off, but in Killing, Texas, where the base is right there, we did a story about a huge scam artist. It was a Ponzi scheme uh, that was preying specifically on people in the army. Yeah, it's horrible. And we try, you know, the, the bases and the people that work with the military try to alert people about that, but they don't always get out. That word doesn't always get out there. And I'm glad you guys did that episode uh, to really help people understand that they could get scammed. But uh, specifically, are there places where veterans should go? Oh, absolutely. So there's some really good uh, vetted resources. One of them is the National Veterans Foundation. It's NVF. So that would be like Nancy Victor. Is F Fred in the phonetic alphabet? Foxtrot. Foxtrot, thank you. See, I knew you. That Citadel background, you can march. I had. You can do the phonetic uh, uh, alphabet. Yeah, but it's been a long time. I had to pull for that one. But yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you go to that resource, nvf.org, there's a lot of resources there. And what's nice about that resource is that they they vet all the veterans resources. So they make sure that they're good programs, that they're working in good faith to be able to assist veterans. So those are some good ones. And of course you can always go to the va.gov and because that is a government website, you can see what some of the new programs that are coming out of there and new ways to be able to get the kind of a connection to the resources that you need. Speaking of the VA, my dad, among others, uh, we've seen the VA in the news uh, a fair amount, I would say. Right. Navigating that uh, system, the healthcare for veterans is incredibly difficult. If somebody's having a really hard time, do you know of any advocates there that can help people maybe, I don't know if it's parting the waters, like what's the phrase, uh, get where they need to go more quickly? Right. That would go back to the resource that we just shared because you could link into there and find out because all the veterans, they have different problems. Sure. So some of them, it may be getting seen. Right. Sometimes it may be getting a referral to the right kind of specialist. Other times it might be getting a bill paid or getting uh, care providers uh, covered that they should, they have that benefit for caregivers to be able to come in and help them. So no matter what it is, you could go to the resource that we shared and then click link into the other resource that can help you expedite some of the, the red tape, I guess, to kind of cut through it. Yeah. You have, by the way, a lot of these resources on your website at uh, lek.com and people can go there. And also you speak Constantly. I shouldn't even ask how people find you as a speaker because I think I see you online, Ellie. I think you do enough. Like (laughs) I feel even though I'm not your mother, I you're always getting on a plane somewhere. Well, it's funny. I had someone accuse me the other day of if I don't see you on a plane, I see you at Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, well, I've got a season pass. And you know, Joe, when we're in the financial arena, we got to get our money's worth out of everything. Well, you do, but you also have to find your happy place with the amount of time, the amount of time that you spend dealing with airlines, I would need to go find a castle somewhere (laughs) and Mickey Mouse to chill out. Right. Well, you know, I think screaming, it has a wonderful cathartic value. And when I go like on hyperspace mountain or guardians of the galaxy, then I could just scream my head off and I don't have to do it in an airplane because it's much better to do it on a ride than it is on, on an airplane. Yes. And I bet your husband appreciates that too. Yeah. He appreciates that as well. Although, I mean, he goes with me on a lot of my rides, but he's afraid of heights. So he's a fighter pilot. That's That's so funny, (laughs) but very seriously, I think it's the motion, like being in motion. I think when you're up high, we were talking about this the other day, not a big deal, but man, when you set me way up high and I'm just teetering up high, that's not fighter pilot land. That is, we're all going to die land. Well, the thing is that it's about control. So oh, yeah. in the in the cockpit, he's always in control. But when he's, you know, some yahoo is running this ride and, have, you know, have they done all the precautionary things? So, I mean, that's that's where he gets into the fear part. That's funny. Uh, last thing I have to ask you about, the Money Mill House. You guys are doing so fantastic there. It's so fun listening to the show. Oh, yeah. What's, well, co- Joe, what's coming up? 
We have a Veterans Day special that's also coming up as well. And we have rebranded just a little bit and we are making it, the Money Millhouse is targeting women who make and manage money. So we're doing a lot more in that area. Men are welcome to listen to. And of course, it's at my kitchen table. My daughter is my co-host and uh, we have a lot of fun. And we thank you, Joe, because you are our mentor. And after even the first year, we made the Plutus Awards finalist with our podcast and you helped us. You graciously gave of your time and you didn't even charge us money. So I'm going to have to take you to Disneyland the next time that you come out to California. You know me well enough to know it's game on, sister. It yeah. Is ga- I'm, 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 I'm get, in. You know what? I get a military discount. So we got these hopper passes and every military ID can buy up to six hopper passes with that military ID. And it's $199 for a four-day hopper pass, which is about Holy $50 cow. a day. Holy so moly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I could, for a family of four, I, that would save you $800. What are you doing right after this? <laughs> I go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have links, by the way, to everything that Ellie talked about. And oh my goodness, so many resources on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Ellie, thanks a ton for hanging out with us for a few minutes. Well, thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for the shout out to all veterans today. And Joe, when you go home, call your dad. Ask him if he's ever been welcomed home. Hey there, money lovers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. You know, normally I'm all in about wowing you with some trivia, but wasn't that interview with Ellie K great? Joe's mom's a big fan of hers, and while I normally try to keep this trivia stuff strictly in-house today, I'm outsourcing a little bit of it to Ellie because we put our great minds together to come up with a fantastic Veterans Day question. Here's what we got. Riddle us this, folks. Service members in the USA have a savings deposit program that they can only use while in a combat zone. What's the name of that program? I'll be back with your answer right after this. You know that here in the basement, we are all about sharpening the saw. We're actually all about all of Stephen Covey. If you can read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and you implement those seven habits, you, my friend, will be incredibly successful. And one way that we like to sharpen the saw when we begin with the end in mind is by heading to Skillshare because Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. So whether you're going back to that longtime passion project that you've had on the back burner, it's about time to get moving on that because that's what you love. Challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. We've already taken classes in design and communication and photography. There's classes in financial planning, classes in how stock trading works. It's all there. You've got tons of opportunities, no matter what it is you're exploring at Skillshare. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our stacker family. You'll get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare's offering Stacking Benjamins listeners two months, unlimited access to thousands of classes all for free. See yourself binging those classes, can't you? To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash SB. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash SB to start your two months now. Skillshare.com slash SB. Welcome back, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And before the break, I asked you this question. What is the name of the savings deposit program that service members can use only if they're serving in a combat zone? The answer? Well, this account, which a service member can establish after 30 days in a combat zone, can earn as much as 10% interest. 10%! The name of this savings deposit program? Well, if you said savings deposit program, yeah, right, like that's it. Wait a minute. That's it? Who would have thought the government could have kept something simple for once? 
You probably thought it was some obscure name like the T50-A or the IRA-C674X or maybe the 574-B-26 subsection Arlo. Hey, government, trying to make things simple? What's that all about? Here's a message from old Doug. Stay in your lane, government. Keeping it simple is my job. See ya. I want to reiterate, by the way, thanks again to Ellie for stopping by. I want to reiterate, OG, what she said about credit scores. I mean, it is your credit score is becoming more and more important all the time, not just for military people like she talked about, people losing their clearance because they have bad credit. Right. Uh, companies are doing this now, looking, starting to really look at your credit score, and um, you might not be eligible for the next raise or the next promotion. Which is kind of funny considering you'd probably need the extra raise or the next promotion. But I guess it's a little holistic, right? Looking at the whole picture of a person, but I also see how it can be really detrimental, you know, because you don't get a benefit for having a really good credit score. You know what I mean? You just get punished if you have a really bad one. Right. Yes. And so it's not like, oh, you're better than Bill because you're an 800 and Bill's a 710, you know, so we're going to Bill extra roles. It's like, oh, you're a 550. That must mean you suck at something, so you're fired. And that's not true. I've never agreed with the fact that, you know, insurance companies and other places can use your credit score. Although I, kinda, I know that there's studies that say, yeah, that, but is that self-serving studies? That's the thing I've never figured you're out. Gonna right? be, I, I think you're going to be more focused on making a quick buck of keeping the ship afloat. You're going to be a little more nervous. There's chances that you're not going to be as much a team player. You're not going to look at things the same way. So while that's not across the board. I was going to say, is that causal or is it coincidence? I don't. I think you can make statistics look any way that you want. And on the insurance side of things, sure. you know how they started sure. maybe 10 years ago starting to use your credit score yeah. or insurance credit score in terms of decision making. I think they put a lot of extra weight on that. It's almost like 20 years ago, they had that universal default clause that they could put in credit cards. Basically said, all almost every company has this now, but it basically said, if you default on one, we're going to assume that you defaulted on ours and also penalize you. So you've got a Visa card. You went 30 days late. That reports to the credit bureau. Your Amex card says, oh, because you defaulted on Visa, we are going to increase our rates also because of that. It's like extra penalization. Is that a word? <laughs> You know, it's just a way to get extra money, I think, you know, and that bothers me. Well, still, though, I mean, the the regardless of how you feel about it, it sure seems to be the trend. And at the very least, seeing how punitive it is, to your point, you don't get a gold star for having an 800, but you do get negative for being 550. So knowing how that system works, I think more important than ever, like just knowing how the game works. Cause to some degree, you and I know this to some degree, it's a game, right? I mean, the sure. whole idea, as an example, you pay off a credit card, don't cancel it. How dumb is that? Like seriously, in the big scheme of things, if you're trying to get out of debt and you can't handle money, well, don't close that credit card because it will hurt your credit score. Like think about, think about responsibility and knowing thyself. Well, also part of that's not terribly true. I mean, I get that you lose the you lose the the is, utilization sure. number. Well, and if it's you your and if it's your older score, um, and the more credit I've had available, the quicker my credit swings. No, I know the utilization matters a ton with that, but your credit history still stays with that card, and sure. so does the so does the require you know the beginning date the time. But yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of myths out there versus fact. And and there are ways to game the system, you know, not legally or morally. But if you know how you're going to be scored, it's like going to go to a sport game. If you're going to go play a game or you're going to go play stupid board games with Joe. I mean, board games with Joe is what I'm, I meant to I'm say. sitting right here. Yeah. You know, you got to know how to win. And if one of the things is this really unfair thing that Joe's going to put in the game later that he doesn't tell you until midway through. That's fine, but you just have to know that it's there and work around it. I'm not sure that I understand that analogy, but that's exa- everyone else does. That's exactly my games. It's exactly my point about leaving your credit card open like natural. Okay. I don't need this credit card anymore. I've got it zeroed out. Let's close it. 
Well, if I'm struggling at a 600, 620, no, don't close it. Like understand that that's going to be a part of the game. Could be. Let's throw out the Haven Lifeline. How about that? Sure. And we're here. And as long as we're doing this thing, we're going to tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends over at Haven Life Insurance Agency, they put what you value first. Amex points. Because I do accumulate them. And Not that, to buy Home Depot gift cards, thank God. That, well, the Sephora ones are the ones that you can <laughs> But the Sephora ones are yes. definitely on my list. You're the, right. Those are the ones. And come on, it's Veterans Day. Our veterans. You value our veterans most. I do. That is, it's, it is your loved ones and your time. That's why they made buying quality term life insurance actually simple. Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Haven Life now and you will get a free quote. Their application's simple. It's online. You'll get an instant coverage decision. Price is affordable. No waiting. Several weeks for a decision. Super customer support. And of course, policies backed by Mass Mutual, more than 160-year-old insurer. It was nice. I was just in New Orleans a couple weeks ago and got to have uh, breakfast with my friend Brittany. Did you eat some beignets? I did. You didn't see my beignet picture? I tried to make it look like uh, I don't. I block you on social media, so unless you send it to me directly, that's true. No. I tried to make it look like uh, like the Scarface. You know, they have powdered sugar all over that stuff. So I tried to do my Scarface impression by putting a bunch around my. It it, it didn't look that good. It was all right. <laughs> it just looked like you were a messy beignets eater. It, it it did. Which, by the way, is far more truthful. Also true. <laughs> it is far more truthful because I I have not and I will not. <laughs> be having a Scarface moment, if people know what I'm talking about. No, no, thank you. Not for me. What is for me, though, is uh, talking to- Never say never. (laughs) Still time. Talking to- Don't knock until you try it. (laughs) Talking to our new friend, Peter. Say hi, Peter. Hey, guys. Peter again. I just finished frothing freely, finally free from work on a Friday. Figured I'd phone in with my furred frivolous query. My sister just popped a baby out of her belly, and the little one is cute as a button. Wait. My sister popped a baby out of her belly? Peter. I don't I don't think that's acceptable. Do you? It's his sister, so. All right. Peter, continue. I'd like to set her up with some sort of cashable investments for the future. I personally benefited from some old savings bonds that I cashed to help pay for student debt when I turned 21. And I'd like to offer a similar benefit, albeit uh, more aggressive, to my little niece as she wisens up a little bit. A few in the basement have previously mentioned stockpile, and it looks legit. But please know that I'm a little torn on what to do here. I don't necessarily want to lock it up in educational savings like a 529, and I don't super trust my sister's husband. He's a good dude, but not great with money. And while I think my sis handles the cash... I don't want to make a mistake to be available to be made on his end. Any thoughts on what I should look into? Oh boy. Interesting dilemma. We all have those family members. Not great with cash. I actually have a, uh, who has two thumbs and not good with money. This guy, (laughs) I have, I have a, uh, I have a family member also who's been known to ask for gift cards for the kids. And then, uh, they abscond them. Uh, I will leave mm. this gender gender neutral, but they they abscond them and then take them and use them for themselves. So, nice, yes. Which is why we don't do that. We buy them specific items because mm. we learned our lesson. No gift cards for that family. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. But anyway, so why don't you just open an account at insert wherever place you want to open it at, put money in it to your heart's content, and then just someday down the line give it to her. And make her the beneficiary on the account. Yeah. Yeah. So if something happens to you sooner rather than later, Peter, then you've got that. And you could do that, by the way, in a brokerage account. It could be a M1 finance. It's the same same outcome as if you opened, you know, if you said, well, I want to open an account in, you know, my niece's name, but I need their social and data. Well, from a tax standpoint, the cost basis goes to to the joint owner as well. So, so you're not saving any taxes or you know, anything like that, just accumulate it. And you can say, Oh, Hey, by the way, I put 10 grand in an account for you when you were born. And now you have 600,000 or whatever. That's what I would do if it's so important. 
Yeah. And you don't want to use 529. The downside there, Peter, obviously, then you're going to pay tax on any dividends that are paid out, any interest that's paid. You're also, but you know what? Don't let the, don't let but the. You're, you're going to do that anyway. Tail wag the dog. Well, not in a 529 plan. Well, yeah, not in a 529. Yeah. yeah but you say you want to do that. The, so the, the alternative yes. would be opening a stockpile account as a custodial account or something like that. And that's going to go primarily to the, to the owner. So if you want to keep it on the DL, just open it. Don't tell anybody about it. Put the beneficiary as your niece. And, um, the longer, the longer that you keep that there, the more money that turns into, I think if you can manage to, uh, keep it till she's like, give or take 60, you put 10 grand in, it'd be worth about a million bucks. So you could do that. Thanks a ton, Peter, for the question. You know what I was thinking? I bet that, uh, our Facebook group also might have some ways that they have done this before. I mean, what type of account they've done, maybe what they put in it that they thought was appropriate. Like to hear some of those too. That'd be interesting. Head to the Basement Facebook group. If you just go to stackybedjamins.com forward slash basement, you'll be able to join us there and uh, chat about uh, Peter's situation. Well, and he talked about uh, Stockpile, which is what well, we use for our kids, but our kids yeah. are a little bit more self-directed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're actively involved in that in that process. No, so. I've, I've been to your house. I think calling your kids self-directed is a very good term. <laughs> it's a very good term. <laughs> To, we do have a we do have a unique parenting style. If you want to ask a question of OG and I, head to stackybedjamins.com forward slash voicemail. You too, not only can uh, ask your question like Peter did, but also we're gonna throw Peter another because he said uh, he's done this before. We're gonna throw him another, yet another. How about if I say another one more time? Another. Sure. Greatest money show on earth, Haven Life, Stacky Benjamin's t-shirt. All right, that's going to do for today, guys. Thanks a ton, everybody, for playing with us. Thanks to everybody who's referred us to somebody else. You know there's somebody, uh, especially on a day like today, who maybe is uh, in the military or is a vet and they need to hear L.A.K. today. So pass us along to those people. Thanks to everybody who's done that. Also, thanks to everybody who's left us a review of this year's show, wherever, wherever you listen. And uh, this one is hanging on mom's fridge right now. Just over a thousand reviews, by the way. That crazy. Five stars from Paulo Call. Paulo writes, amazing show. I love this show so much. I never learn anything. I only listen for entertainment purposes only. The three of you are really, really funny. Thanks, Paulo. Appreciate that. Mom appreciates that even more than we do because she brags all the time to the Bridge Club. Which, uh, which we appreciate. So if you can leave us a review, short and sweet, that'd be fantastic. By the way, last thing here, if you're looking for a better 2020 with your money, OG, wrapping it up for 2019, so you want to get in soon, stackybedjamins.com forward slash OG. All right, that's going to do it for today. Doug, you've got it from here, man. The, the, the scariest phrase I utter at the end of every show. Doug, you've got it from here. What should we have learned today? Yep, sure thing, Joe. This one's easy. First, take a lesson from Ellie K. Know someone who's a veteran? You know what to say to him now, so please do it. It'll make both of your days better. Second, how about these fees dropping? Low fees are one thing. Making great investment decisions is another. Couple your fee strategy with a decent plan, and then we think you might be onto something. But the big lesson... Just because Joe's mom has combat boots, uh, don't assume she served in the military. Yeah, my bad. Thanks to Ellie K for coming down to the basement. You can find more from Ellie at her site, elliek.com. That's E-L-L-I-E-K-A-Y.com. Or, you know, of course, through our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. I'm not going to spell that one out for you. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and it appears I've fallen and I can't get up. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. 
There's no way you would take advice from these dorks. But like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. And before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. You know, we were talking about the, uh, oh, do you want to talk about the new thing that's coming next year? The new thing. The new thing that uh, we're kind of bringing back, but doing differently. What do you mean? The thing that I'm working on for next year. That's what I'm asking. If you want to talk about it right now in this part of the show, or if you don't want to talk about the thing that I'm working on. Have we talked about it enough that we know it's a go? Is it a green light go? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. You know, I just stuff more, <laughs> stuff, more stuff. Cause what you, they say? Cause you got five, a lot on 10 pounds of crap, but a five pound bag. Let's do it, man. Well, let's do this first. I think let's, cause l- I checked the name cause you were, you know, we were talking about names Yes, and, uh, that, that, that could work. I'm thinking what we do is this. I'm thinking not we, tell anybody like now we're four no, minutes into this. No, we start off with the basement. And we tell people about it in the basement and then the people in the basement can seed the beginning of that project. Uh huh. And then you can put together. We'll... And then once we know. You just kind of gave it away. Oh, some stuff. Uh, we'll put together a few stuff and then maybe. How about that? Okay. Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans. And all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.